0: And now, another cup of
1: The London Fog. Welcome back. Welcome! We're here. Welcome to what I'm almost thinking that this is almost like season two of The London Fog, right? season
0: two, yes. It is season two, because... Although I feel like most podcasts that have seasons are like, you know, ones with very specific themes each
1: season. It's true. (laughs) And our themes are saying the exact same. Just a whole bunch of muddled, interesting British trivia. But Leah and I have gone through major changes in our lives.
0: Yes, so this is our first time coming to you from different states.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So hence why maybe the quality may be a little interesting. We're going to figure it out and get it more refined through time. But I think for the first go, we've actually had some other practice sessions, and they were all, shit?
0: (laughs) So we're hoping this one works.
1: <laughs> so we're retrying this way, and uh, thus far, I think it is the one that sucks the least. So,
0: yes, and if anyone has suggestions, feel free to email to them to us at please. London Frog Podcast at gmail dot com.
1: Yes, please. <laughs> So, yeah, Leah moved out of state. I am is still in Houston, but in a new apartment, living a new life. I've changed my name, doing new and- things you know, no promises
0: to you guys that there will be another one next week because sometime in the next two weeks, I am having a baby.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Leah's having a baby. I I (laughs) I am figuring things out with my job. Um, So, but it was time and we have done enough homework and looking around that we thought we would at least give this way a try and put something out there and it may be one of our shorter episodes and plenty has gone on in the UK, but we just haven't seen each other face to face. And we're trying to figure this out long distance.
0: There was a lot going on. Don't worry. We're not going to make you hear it all. Yeah, no,
1: we're not going to be like, where have you guys been for the last three weeks? I want to hear my, you know, inside scoop. I'm sure that there is we should really figure this out. Is there like a British podcast for just royal stuff? We cover a lot. a lot. There's a lot
0: of them. I listen right. to all of
1: them. You so, can go and find one of those podcasts. Yeah.
0: Yes. So, yeah. Um, We're not. Yeah. Interesting bit of news from this last week that is relevant is um, Princess Eugenie is starting a podcast.
1: No way.
0: Yes. So About she- what? Well, it's going to be sad. So she, oh no, she has started a um organization called the Anti-Slavery
1: Collective. Oh, um, I mean, started, good for her, but yeah. very sad. So
0: yeah, so she um has this is something that she's very passionate about. She started this with a friend of hers, and they're going to start a podcast about it. So we're not sure what like how the podcast is going to be. So they she said they're developing a podcast to kind of help people, explain to people like the forms of slavery in today's world, like forced labor, forced marriage, domestic servitude, like mm. there's, you know, like slavery's actually yeah. a big problem these days, but people don't think about
1: it. Oh yeah, um, we have a blind eye and we think oh that ended years and years and you know, that's a different kind of lifestyle and a different period of time we're nowhere near it and it's abundantly clear that it's still all around us so yes
0: so she is um yeah they're making a podcast I guess it's not entirely for sure that she's gonna be on the podcast herself it's her organization making it but I hope that she pops in once in a while
1: (laughs) I hope so I mean that's amazing I mean, if Megan can uh, run her own Instagram account, Eugenie can be on a podcast. Yes, definitely. I would um, definitely be also, all for that. Just just from me
0: to all of our listeners, if anyone gets their hand on a copy of British Vogue, send it to me. Please. Oh my
1: gosh, yes. <laughs> that The one with all the women, like the one yes. that or she made. And yes, so good. And edited. I need that. I know. Um, We should start looking on, like, eBay or something.
0: Well, I think – so I think that they release it in Singapore as well. And my dad will be going there soon, so I just need to convince him. Yeah. (laughs) But – um. Yeah, so this week we have a short episode for you guys. We do, just because this is
1: like a practice and we are trying to figure out some things. Um, I'm even fiddling with my mic as it is. So if you notice like a little bit of changes throughout this episode, you'll understand that this is a work in progress. But before we get going, I do have, oh, did you have something else?
0: I did have something else. I had a correction.
1: Correction.
0: That we needed to make.
1: Okay. And apologies, and, just corrections, or will apologies also be needed?
0: Apologies and
1: Ooh, corrections. So, okay, we're ready.
0: Um, you know, we recently had an episode where we talked about Wimbledon, and yeah. we totally got the champion wrong. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so our listener, Whitney, told us that actually it was Novak. I, don't, I can't say his name. This is so embarrassing. no, That's fine. Kid, I guess.
1: That's great. That's great. Well, anyway, <laughs> the Russian, Russian guy, Roger, yeah,
0: he, <laughs> he won. won. <laughs> he Roger Federer, not Nadal.
1: We so
0: we got the ends mixed up, <laughs> but thank you, Whitney, for correcting us.
1: Yeah, you know, and and you guys need to be honest. I mean, we had didn't we have the one angry guy about the episode when I talked about Yoko Ono and you talked about the Churchills, right? So, yeah. And he got like feisty being like, we insulted Winston Churchill. I went back and re-listened to that episode and I was all like, okay, maybe we didn't like cover everything about his life, but you can make a like four or five episodes just about Winston Churchill. Yeah. We're just true. kind of covering it from a romantic, this is just, and it's two women just telling kind of our romance side to his lifestyle, like get off our backs. <laughs> yeah. I mean- but we appreciated we your appreciate. intake. <laughs> okay, in other news before we can even start, because this one is so good not to share. There is a David, I always say his last name wrong, Schwimmer, right? The guy that plays Ross and Friends. Yes. Lookalike. That that um has been uh, on a habitual uh, stealing streak, and he was finally caught. He is a lookalike of our friend Ross, who has been stealing from multiple convenience stores from four shops in Blackpool and Lancashire. Mm-hmm. He walked into an all-you-can-eat buffet restaurant and resort and swiped people's wallets and walked out, and everybody thought it was David Sh- Schwimmer. I always say it wrong. I just I, and if we I will take a picture, I will send it. We will put it on the podcast. It it uh, on the Instagram. It is so good and it really does look exactly like David Schwimmer. That's so there you go. That is my little funny. Let's uh let's talk about our topic today,
0: which is sports.
1: Sports. We're going back to sports, something that Leah and I both know nothing about
0: the episode is so
1: short (laughs) (laughs) no it's also just a tester episode let's be honest (laughs) we don't want to make like this whole recording just to find out that it like didn't record at all or it sounds like crap because definitely our first two other attempts have been pretty crappy so (laughs) so yeah short episode do you want to go first this time i have completely lost track but guys, um, welcome to the London Fog season two, where we will get our shit together, and uh, we talk about all things British. And Leon and I pick at uh, random who's going to go first. Do you want me yes, to go first? Do you I want to go
0: first. first okay, sweet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back a little bit to some royal news. Okay. Because that's what inspired me. Okay. So I don't know if everybody knew that last week Will and Kate participated in a regatta and so they each manned one ship boat whatever it is right about sailing um like for charity um they both lost kate lost the worst she got a award for having the like being the last finishers (laughs)
1: Okay. But anyway,
0: so because of that, I was like, oh, sailing, that's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't find it that interesting, but
1: <laughs> I, thought... I think it's fascinating. I mean, sails and water and wearing cute little outfits that have stripes and little ties and, and a little splash of like red lipstick. I mean, I'm ready to go. Sign me up.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I found another race that people can do in the water. Even if you're not a sailor,
1: Um,
0: it happens. It's been happening for the last 47, 48, 48 years. Okay. Um, it, on the Island of, what is this Island? I missed it twice (laughs) on the Isle of man. Um, so Isle of man is, uh, You know, and a British island. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) know Yeah, it's um, it's a self-governing British colony of which there's only like, I don't know, thirty thousand people. It's like off the coast of, like in between the UK and Ireland. Um. So anyway, it's they have this thing every year. At for the last whatever that is called the annual world tin bath championship
1: tin bath okay yeah
0: so it takes place in their harbor and th- um so thousands of people go to watch it usually there's only like a hundred people actually competing mm-hmm. um and it, it is basically it's sponsored by the Castletown Ale Drinkers Society and local breweries to raise money for local charities. And it's basically it really is just a tin bath, like a tin bathtub. (laughs)
1: Like a (laughs) spittoon? Like what are we talking?
0: (laughs) Like you know when you imagine like somebody in like Victorian England having to just like sit in a bathtub and someone like pours water on them that's what it's like it's, but oh. it's tin mm. and so so you can customize your tin bath by like painting it or like putting flags on it or whatever but you cannot like add anything to it that would um like make it float better I think everyone's allowed to have like two buoyancy aids like on the side to like help okay. it float but you can't, like, add a lot of stuff to help it flow. So, it's a regulation tin bath. I don't know how they, t- like, who decides what the regulation is. But basically, what happens is the way that you win often is that you're the person who didn't sink.
1: Oh! <laughs>
0: so, because, like, tin baths obviously sink when there's people in them. So, they, like, so you, like, have your paddle, you have your tin bath, and you just, like, Paddle and paddle to like in the harbor. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. If you make yeah, so the so actually this year it, it just re- it recently happened last month. It it was the first women's champion in more than twenty years. Um, okay. Oh wait no. Oh wait no. Sorry, I might be wrong. It's the first new women's champion. So they have women's champion, men champion, but. The la- the woman who's won has won every year for the last twenty years. So oh, okay. A new, a new woman won. Um, so yeah. So the Tin mouth rules are: it has to be fully metal construction, cannot be longer than five feet, it oh. cannot exceed sixteen inches in height. Um, no single hold with no alteration or addition to the shape of the hole and you cannot use any pyrotechnics okay um yeah so it's it's only a 400 meter course which is 0.2 miles but like i said most people sink before they reach that point (laughs) no Um, this is
1: hilarious
0: yeah so this year they were able to raise seven thousand pounds for local charities which is pretty awesome a lot of people dress up. Like, there are people dressed as pirates or chickens or random things while they paddle. Um, yeah, so anyway, it's pretty hilarious. But one of the reasons that I wanted to bring this up is that anyone can apply. Like, I looked it up. Oh my gosh. Basically, basically you just have to turn in an application and you can enter. So I definitely think... That someday maybe we should enter or like oh my gosh, yes. some of you out there should enter and let us know how it goes
1: Please, that sounds amazing do we still get to wear a cute outfit with a splash of red lipstick
0: yeah you can wear whatever you want okay you perfect know. then I'm there <laughs> yeah you just can't wear a flotation device oh. if you're gonna see you have to see
1: i would definitely be on there with some kind of floaty but okay (laughs) the little ring around your stomach you know that has like the unicorn horn or like the horse in the front just in case yeah there's
0: another thing which that they do at the same time which i'll just bring up because it's kind of funny it's the it's a snake race championship okay and so that is you have six people on your team and you like link arms and you're each in like a um Inner tube floating okay. backwards. So you're like paddling backwards. Oh. Like you're a snake because you guys are like linked <laughs> up.
1: Anyway. That's amazing.
0: We should, we should all go to the, let's all,
1: the island. Let's all sign up for that one. I mean, the Tim Bath one is good, but I mean, swimming backwards and pretending you're a snake or something, that that sounds ideal.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's all I've got for you guys. I don't know if most people would consider that a sport, but...
1: It's could, totes a sport. It's
0: the kind of sport that we could really do. Don't, so. don't justify <laughs> to them.
1: They, they love it. They're into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just, perfect. You
0: know, wanted to give people something to aspire to and, mm,
1: you know. Quality. <laughs> Nautical goals. Plus, you seem so fancy. I mean, you really are like, well, like Will and Kate. I mean, they're all into boat stuff. I mean, we have the regatta, so why not? If you want a touch of class in your own life, listeners, foggies, Kate yourself, preaching to yourself. You need to get into a tin boat and allow yourself to sink a little bit, and then you too will be classy.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Perfect. Well, speaking of classy sports, can I can I share mine?
0: I don't think yours will be as classy, but okay.
1: <laughs> oh, Oh, girl. I think that this is pretty much... As hoity-toity as I can think of, I'm I'm going to take us back circa 1994 is going to be my guest. Do you remember when the sixth episode Pride and Prejudice dropped um, that the BBC made?
0: Yeah, that was an amazing time.
1: Right, it was beautiful, <laughs> and there's I mean, I think
0: the I was a, a little young. Oh, I yeah, actually enjoy it at that time, but yeah,
1: no, we've all grown up with it, but I'm that is my guess. I have no idea what year that came out. I'm guessing nineteen ninety four it just seems appropriate, but there is the one scene where Elizabeth is staying at I think it's not Darcy. what's his friend's name? Oh my gosh, it's so long Bingley. Br- Bingley, Thank you. I was gonna say Brigham, and I'm all like, not, not it. <laughs> Bingley's house while – I think it's while her sister is sick, but there is the scene where she, like, walks in on him, and he's playing billiards, and he, like, stands up and, like, looks at her, and they say nothing, and then she, like, turns and walks away. Do you remember this scene? Okay. I think it's while she, like, well – they were up in English, but I'm not sure. Um, so that was my inspiration. I was all like, I'm kind of curious to you know if billiards is um, is a British sport, which it's not. But <laughs> there are plenty of games uh, for billiards that have been created by the British. So I'm going to talk about one called snooker today, which is a cue sport, which originated in the British Army officers while being stationed outside India in the latter half of the 19th century so it's played on a billiards table and let's first start with the game itself the game comprises that there are i think 12 red balls kind of put in the queue so we've all kind if you have not played billiards you've at least seen somebody shooting pool and, you know, trying to what, you know, sink their balls into the pockets, right? Mm -hmm. Well, instead of all the different colored balls, all the balls are red and there are five, six, six different colored uh, balls placed strategically around the rest of the was about to call it a board like it's a board game yeah. around the rest of the green
0: yeah
1: the table the green um on the table so what happens is you have to strike you have to break the the red balls and then you have to sink a red ball and that's worth one point Then every of the other six color of balls on the table have points assigned to them. So there's the yellow ball worth two points, green three, brown four, blue five, pink six, and black is worth seven points. So you have to sink a red ball that gives you one point and then you have to hit a colored ball and sink it. That's how you get then that amount of points and then you have to go back and hit another red ball and the thing is is the colored balls come back on as soon as you sink a colored ball they come back onto the the table until all of the red balls are gone and then you just try to hit in as many of the colored balls as you can and then whoever ends up having the highest score wins and this is usually played in sets of, I think they said 11, 15, and 17. And when I say they, the very British man that taught me how to play this game on YouTube today. <laughs> <laughs> I watched like four videos and his just was the most simplistic for my little brain to wrap around. So um, it seems like if you miss your ball, that's when the you know turn goes over to your competitor or your buddy and you just play forever. And it seems actually really fun, but the history of snooker takes place in around 1870 and billiards was something just because it was a table and some balls that the army actually would give into uh, their recreation rooms at the time. And uh, it started with Sir Neville Chamberlain, an English officer who really enjoyed billiards. He decided to create this game because I think he was bored one day <laughs> and um, helped make this game now to snooker. A snooker is kind of I like a derogatory term or a slang term I'd say for first year cadets who are pretty inexperienced mercenary p- uh, personnel. So why he started calling it snooker is because he was creating this game and he kept playing it with guys that were real young in the armory no experience so of course he was always winning and he's all like oh you snooker like you can't even beat me and they're all like dude you're making up your own rules to your own game how am I gonna win (laughs) you're making it so you win so um after a few years though right (laughs) after a few years um it started to really pick up and it started to be defined and written down and the rules were sent back over to England where it started to be um it kind of grew throughout the United Kingdom, and was played mostly by gentry and gentlemen's clubs. So I like to think that Mister Darcy in that 1990—did you look it up by chance? 95. <laughs> 95. Oh, it's so close. Oh man, Colin Firth in that movie. Arrr, that's all I can say. I mean, he's so good-looking, the curly hair. Mm. Yes. Okay, 1995 hit special. I'm I'm thinking that in Pride and Prejudice, he must have been playing snooker. I'm just going to say it. Though Snooker was made after him. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. We can't line up those times very well. <laughs> so it grew in popularity and now it is played all over. It grew at the middle of uh, the 20th century when none other than my favorite person on the planet, Sir David Attenborough, took an advanced chance and started to televise. <laughs> televised billiards. Have you ever watched something that's oh, more boring yeah. in your life? Yeah. <laughs> that golf. I know people are really into golf, but I just don't get it. Sorry to all the golf enf- you know, enthusiasts. You got to start teaching me. I think golf. What else? My dad growing up, he really loved to watch like hunting shows. The hunting ones, okay, not my favorite, but at least something sometimes happened. My favorite was the one that was panning for gold. It was dry. Uh, Nothing really happened. (laughs) So I'm going to say also billiards is going to be right up there with nothing really happens. So uh, snooker uh, is a pretty popular game. If you are losing at it or you end up uh, winning over your opponent, uh, a term is, is you got snookered. So it is now also its own uh, verb, I suppose. So there we go. That's my game, snooker. All right. <laughs> that
0: sounds amazing.
1: Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I need to now go and practice. Mind you, the only place I know where I have a you know table and like a billiards table to go and play at is like a Dave and Buster's, which would like – a billion other 14-year-olds that think that that's the cool hangout, but I could try it.
0: Well, I just looked it up and there is, Give it a, go. is a PlayStation game that you can play snooker. So if you want, if anyone wants to play a Perfect.
1: Game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try that out in the privacy of your own home. That way when you really suck at it, you know, you, you don't have to admit it to the world or to the 14-year-olds at Dave & Buster's.
0: Yeah. That's true. But they won't know what you're playing anyway, so whatever. It's
1: true. So, yeah, that's our sports for this week. I think we're going to wrap it up a little short today just because we are testing this. Gosh, I really hope this, like, recorded. Oh. Yeah,
0: so since it's a test.
1: So everybody that's listening, I hope you just now said a little prayer in your hearts that it also recorded. <laughs> Cause it's gonna really suck if it didn't. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's. Hopefully, this works out, and we will be back up with more episodes and get back to our regular, uh, exciting selves and commentary. But until then, we'll just take our sweet time and figure this out. Yeah. So, all right. Cheers. Cool. <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs>